it's something that's instilled in you and something they've taught you throughout life. So it's just something that continues to grow, I would say. Like my grandma and my grandpa, they, they've instilled that into me. Hard work and speaking things into existence. By doing these joint practices, what's the biggest thing you were like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that? I always kind of thought it was like how chippy everybody gets. Like, yeah, it is. It is uh, more game-like and it does get kind of chippy. This is the Minnesota Vikings podcast, episode 159. I'm your host, Tatum Everett, and we've got Gabe Henderson here in TCO Radio Studio, as well as our producer, Jay Nelson. Both of them look like teenagers right now because they're on their phones, like they're part of the TikTok nation or Gen something. Z. Uh, Gen no. Z. I'm Gen Z, no. <laughs> Later in the show, we will be joined by an actual Gen Zer, rookie Ty Chandler, and he is... I don't. I wouldn't say he's your typical, like the stereotypical Gen Zer. I think he's got some. He's got a lot of layers. I'm joking. I'm joking. I think he's very polite. Very not that the Gen Zs aren't polite. He's he's probably. I I don't follow him on social media, but he probably hasn't posted anything on his social media in years. Probably Um, yes. He. I've talked to him a little bit, and I know he does not spend much time in public. He stays home. He's by himself. He just loves being with family. And I feel like a lot of Gen Zers, they want to be on social media. They're mm-hmm. TikTok famous or which is not a bad thing, but uh, Ty Chandler, he's a <laughs> with all due respect, he's a well-rounded guy. It's it's like onion. Really you have to being. peel back yeah. the layers, yeah. right? Yeah, he's a bit of a throwback. It just feels like it. he's just kind of uh he's just kind of a laid-back guy who understands what he likes, what his goal is, what his mission is, and he just kind of you know, takes enjoyment it feels like out of the small things in life and it and just seems like he's got his priorities straight. Isn't, yeah, and you can tell like, we have a really long talk about family, and that's kind of where it all stems from for him. And I love that he, you know, uses the yes, ma'am, no, ma'am stuff. Still love it. I just think it's just great. And, it, and it's great to see the performance that he had on Sunday. Uh, you know, we always, we've even talked about how he's had some very special gifts that we were hoping would pop off here and would really give other guys in the running back room a run for their money. And I really think that with Sunday's performance, it was definitely something that uh, it's it's something that he'll want to build on. I, I really like Ty Chandler. And if, if you didn't, if you don't like him after his performance this past Sunday, um, I don't know what you're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. And the fact that he's humble about it and the fact that he's just like, okay, this is just another step in the journey. I'm excited to see what his future looks like. Um, a lot of people didn't know what Ty Chandler can do. And that's, I feel like that's what the benefit is of these preseason games is you get to see some of these young guys, some of these rookies get their first shot of game action. You see them in practice and it's all two handed touch. So you don't know if they really broke a tackle or if they caught a pass or was out of bounds. But when they get on these bright lights and it's real football, Certain guys just show up, and Ty Chandler was a guy that showed up, and it was just just so exciting to see him make those plays on that stage. And going into week number two, it's just like, all right, what can he do against this San Francisco 49ers team? Can he keep that momentum up? And we'll see, definitely. What do coaches and players want to see out of their rookies? You might walk in with all of the accolades and all the flash and everything in there, but as a coach and a player, they want to see you in your playbook And when you get the chance that you actually show something on film and it feels like this guy is doing that, you know, it sounds like like we're just saying he's kind of got his priorities straight. He's trying to figure it all out. He's not saying a ton publicly, but he is letting his play on the field do the talking that he needs to. And it feels like with this guy, you know, you're later in the draft, you get him as this player. Everyone kind of says this guy feels like he might be something, but we're not quite sure what we got. 
and he doesn't walk in and he doesn't say, I'm going to be the best and et cetera, et cetera. He comes in and just puts his nose to the grindstone and he starts flashing on tape. He's flashing in rookie camp. He's flashing in the preseason game for, for game number one. Now game number two coming up here, other teams are going to know, do you want to kick to this guy? Do you, you know what happens when he's in the backfield? Are you keen off this guy? It'll be interesting to see in games number two, and I'm I assume in game number three he'll still get some run. What he does again, putting on tape. But if if he starts, as we were saying before, stacking up good days in practice and in preseason, it's going to make it a very difficult decision for these coaches. We just wrapped up joint practices with the 49ers. Obviously, recording this after Thursday's spirited morning, you could say that ten times over. Uh, I guess let's go around and just give one takeaway each. And um, Gabe, I'll start with you. Sedarius Smith. Yeah, he looked good today. Yesterday, he looked good too. yesterday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, I'm glad he's wearing purple and gold this year. He, If he stays healthy, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with all season long. The work that him and Trent Williams left tackle for the 49ers, the work that they gave each other this these past couple of days, I'm so happy Zadarius Smith is on our team. So he's he brings the energy. We know he's a leader. He brings guys up. He's a huge personality. And the fact that he can channel all that stuff off the field into being a, a, a dominant football player, we're, we're going to see some some exciting things from the defensive side of the ball, especially with, with the team from last year where they, we were, you know, bottom half or bottom five of almost every single category in the NFL. So, so glad he's on our team. And it really showed yesterday and today. Chippy, fired up. Yeah, today to was today was super intense. The whole vibe this entire offseason and even with training camp has felt like it's been kind of even keel. Everybody, you get whether it's the the music playing out there and guys are getting their working and doing their thing. But as soon as you essentially put in a, a, another opponent and somebody else to go against, typically whenever you have joint practices, especially in preseason, teams are are wanting to hit somebody else besides the guys in the locker room. Um, but for this one, it just feels like guys are getting the work in. There were some really fun plays. If you go through and look at social media, you saw JJ beating guys, Thielen beating guys. You saw like the player we were just talking about was Zadarius going against Trent Williams. There's a lot of that, but there's this focused energy and just this aggressiveness that's out there with this team. It's a lot of fun to see, given that everything has been geared this offseason towards control, calm, and trying to to feel mm-hmm. like, what do we have here as a team? It feels like right now we got a bunch of hungry guys that are, that are ready to fight. So I'm curious to see once we get through these two joint practices, now you get game mm-hmm. time on, on Saturday and what's the ramp up going to be to that? Yeah, I mean, it, it really has been a lot of explosive plays. I think that... The one thing I took away from this is I really want to see this offensive line take another leap. Uh, it, it, was, it was hard to tell, like, are these good plays because they're not able to take down the quarterback and Kirk was given all that extra time to connect with these with our playmakers or can that line withstand a pressure front from one of the best in the league in the 49ers so there really couldn't be a better team to go up against this offseason I think defensive front wise than these guys and so I think it gave the offense a lot of good reps uh, the offensive line a lot of good reps including the front runner for the right guard position and Ed Ingram, which, you know, I feel and I I don't know, I'm comparing to last year's since it's my only sample pool I have. But even from last year, I feel like this rookie class has taken leaps faster 
Uh, and, and I'm really excited to see those guys on Saturday because I feel like a lot of these guys that we drafted can potentially become major playmakers, which is exactly what you want. Yeah. I'm just thinking of Lewisine, Andrew Booth, yeah. Ed Ingram, Brian Asamoa, Brian Asamoa. There, there's a lot of guys in this class that are going to have an opportunity to make plays and make plays immediately, whether that's on the defense or offense or on special teams. Uh, Ty Chandler, who's our guest, he might have a lot of opportunities to play special teams this season. So uh, that's that's really promising. You always want to have a good stable of young talent. And Kwesi, this front office, we're starting to see their hard work this offseason paying off, especially seeing some of these guys um, have some success early on in the league. You want to be able to take some of those top tier draft picks, especially, and plug them into those kind of positions. But at the same point, as a veteran, you have little patience for the learning curve that it usually takes for a rookie. So if these guys are coming in and being able to produce and kind of keep up with what's going on with what the vets are having to do and and for them, like we talked about earlier, it's something where you go through with these uh, the rookies are having to learn at the exact same pace as the veterans. The veterans have seen it more, can recognize things quicker, but they still have to figure out terminology. They still have mm-hmm. to figure out, you know, kind of what my role is. And as a rookie, that actually kind of helps level the playing field a little bit for them. Mm-hmm. The recognition and, and the chunking of data is the thing that they're going to have to keep up with and try to pick up on quicker at this point. But it feels like if these rookies are plugging in with these veterans and the veterans aren't calling them out to say like, Hey, you're not cutting it. You got to get this done. That's a very positive sign that these rookies are going to be really good contributors for this team. So I have one big question for you before we get to the guest, how many and for how long do you think we'll see the starters in Saturday's game? I'll let you go first, Gabe. Zero and zero. You think they're not going to? Hmm. What about certain certain ones? Only person I can think of that would possibly play is Kirk Cousins um, because he didn't play last week. I don't see why you would play your starters if they got two days of practice like this, like Mm -hmm. this against their starters. The 49ers starters are not going to play. So how many if I bump that number up to three, I think five is probably the max. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they'll play long. Probably five starters, two drives. I'm probably pushing it there. Sure. Yeah. At least in my mind, I was thinking one drive. Yeah, that's me too. And and it's like, get them out there timing wise. I mean, if it's something like it's a three and out, maybe two, but here's the thing, the, the risk versus reward on something like that. It is really a no win situation because (laughs) if you put a starter out there and they go out there, even if it's the first drive and they get hurt, everyone in their grandma is going to start calling you out saying, why, why are they out there playing in a preseason game? It doesn't matter. And here's the thing, for a good chunk of it, they're right. But if this coaching staff wants to feel like they need to see them out there on the field during a live action sequence and they want to actually get them a rep or two in order to get them down the field, let's just kick a field goal or get a touchdown and get them off the field, whatever you can do to make sure that you know you get your work in without doing any kind of physical damage, injuries or whatever, that is what they're going to do. And I, I just, I, what I'm curious about is to see what is Kevin O'Connell and the rest of this coaching staff, how do they feel, how valuable that will be for them to put them out there or not. And who knows? I personally feel like if you're going to do it, they're going to be out there for one, maybe two series max, and that's it. The only <sighs> time I've ever seen coaches go longer was the attitude when we had four preseason games. Yeah, and that was and the they said, second one. Yeah, and they, mm-hmm. they would basically put them out there for a quarter unless they were mad at whatever they 
did or did not see. I personally, at this point, I just feel like you're going to get your reps in and it feels like you're going to, to have the time to do that, whether it was during these joint practices. I just don't know how much this Saturday they're going to want to put them exactly. out. Yeah, exactly. Whatever the decision is, I think it will illustrate how comfortable the offensive staff, defensive staff feels with that front first rotation and what they've seen so far. For sure. Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't know if we'll ever truly know until we see the kickoff on Saturday afternoon. Jay knows. Just Saturday tweet night. Big Jay and then <laughs> he knows. Yes. Yeah, I'm in all those meetings. I've got all the answers. All yeah, the bet. insider info. Well, I think it's a good time then to bring in our guest. We know we will see him on Saturday. He is rookie running back Ty Chandler. We really enjoyed this chat with him, and we hope you do too. Time to bring in our MVP guest of the week. It's rookie Ty Chandler, and he led the team in rushing with five carries, 50 yards against the Raiders. Also had that nice 56-yard kickoff return. Back to your old ways, it felt like, from college. I definitely felt like back to some old ways. Um, Just going out there and having fun with it, taking it all in and just having an opportunity to enjoy the game and put it all on display Um, from everything I've been picking up in the running back room from different guys and to just going out there and just being able to execute. When did it hit you that, man, I'm really about to play in my first NFL game? When was that moment leading up to when you first got your first carry last week? I say when we first got to the stadium and um, stadium I had a chance to play in before with the uh, East-West Strong game. Okay. So mm-hmm. it felt great just being back in there and um, just having the opportunity. Uh, so that's what I was grateful for most was just the opportunity and the ability to be able, be able to be out there with these great group of guys that I've met here yeah. mm-hmm. and taking advantage of the moment. Yeah, you mentioned that running back room. And, I mean, just it's your first season, obviously, in the NFL and getting to learn from guys like Dalvin Cook and Alex Madison and Kane Wangu, who has one season under his belt, can kind of teach you how to adapt to rookie life. But is there anything specifically maybe from each guy that you've learned that's kind of helped your game? Um, I wouldn't say anything specifically, but they're, they're all, man, just willing to help. And uh, just all great guys that you can learn from and pick up something different from, um, whether it's Alvin or Alex or, or Kene. Um, they all bring a different aspect to the game. Uh, Kene's a real fast guy, so I have that ability as well. So. Mm-hmm. Just picking up on some of his moves or what he might do, like what is just watching plays develop and stuff like that. And what is Dalvin and seeing him hit holes or what he's reading. So they're all just dropping knowledge and information. So it's been wonderful to just be in there and be able to pick up on that. Man, it's crazy because you, you, you didn't mention Dalvin as a fast guy. You said, you said you and Kanae. Nah, I, I'm not going to take that away from Dalvin, man. He can get up and go. Okay. Um, and, and I love to see that. Uh, he's quick, man. One of the quickest guys I've ever seen. He's got a good burst. So. And they're goofy. Like, yeah. I can't imagine what? being uh, in that room. Who wins that race? Between me and Dalvin? You, Kanae, and Dalvin. Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me. I can't say. Uh, that, that'll be a good one, though. It'll be a good one. But, but yeah, um, all great guys and, and just love being in there with them and learning from them and um, just picking up wisdom. Who's the biggest jokester? Biggest jokester? Man, they're all goofy. CJ, though. <laughs> CJ? CJ is, the is dad jokes? Is yeah. that what gets you? <laughs> he call him Big Unk. Big Unk, yeah. He, he's like Uncle Tools, man. I always laying down words of wisdom and uh, knowledge and just feeding us good advice. So I love having him in the room and just being able to work with all those guys. Man, we were talking before um, 
I know you were sharing a little bit of your story of, you know, growing up in Mississippi, um, your granddad being a, a, a bell cowsman or? A, yeah, he was, a, he was a milk farmer, milk so farmer. he milked cows for a living. Talk about that journey, man, because you don't really hear about that from, from many many athletes, put it that way. Yeah, that, uh, that was definitely a journey, um, but it's something I, I love, just going out there and spending time with him. Man, he probably milked like over 200 cows a day. Um, Hardworking. Hard working and mm-hmm. putting out hay even in the winters and repairing fences and stuff like that. But that's really that was my first love, just like animals, like farming and like being able going out there cutting hay and like I remember he had like this big it held all the milk, so it was probably like I wanna say like hundred and fifty gallons. Wow. And I'll just get over there and get over in there and look at all the milk that he had collected throughout the day. But I love going out there, um, but that's what really taught me hard work being committed to something and like dedication and it's his growing, his passion. He still, he don't milk cows now, but he's still going out there like repairing fences and to this day, that's wow. just what he loves to do. And Man. I can't get him to sit down. So. <laughs> he's not going to. No, he's, he's, not. Not. he's not. No, I mean, were you, you worked there over the summer or during the yeah, school I'll, year? I would go back during the summer. Um, see, sometimes I would, when I'd be a little sick from school, I'd go out there mm-hmm. and spend time with my grandpa. Oh, nice. Um, so, but yeah, it was a, it was a great experience. Love being out there, and um, it taught me a lot being out there. Yeah, no, I think that's such a neat. I'm glad you brought that up, Gabe, because it's it's nice to know where. I think we ask this often of players, like where did that drive come from? Where did that want to be a hard worker come from? I guess how has that maybe changed now that you're here, you know, transitioning from college to now here and like being away from family, right? Like you're pretty far from grandpa and Nashville and, and where you're from. Um, I just say it is just hit home even more because they're not here to be on top of you about it. Yeah. Um, but it's something that's instilled in you um, and something they've taught you throughout life. So I feel like it never leaves. Um, it's just something that continues to grow, I would say. Um, and like my grandma and my grandpa, they, they've instilled that into me, hard work and speaking things into existence and like working for what you want. Um, so like I'm big on that and, uh, that's what I pride myself in and that's what I'm committed to doing. You write stuff down? Uh, write stuff down. Um, always writing stuff down. My grandma should call me, just give me, um, just scriptures, uh, so like grandma, yeah, grandmas, man, you, no you gotta love grandmas. There's nothing like grandma. So she just giving me scriptures to to say and like recite. Like I'm the head and not the tail. Like mm. you know, just little stuff that that picks you up, encourages you, mm-hmm. and, and keeps you moving. How's that helped you get to this point? Because I know you talk about setting those goals and like speaking things into existence. I'm sure the NFL was one of those things that you spoke into existence. So like, where were some steps along the journey that's helped you get here? Uh, I just say. Man, my grandma, she, she's been a big inspiration to me and like her just calling and praying for me. Yeah. Um, and even when something's going on, that's grandma's gonna know about it. Like and it's gonna be it's like a spider sense. Like grandma picks up on it. It's like your mom when you when you're doing something, when you're going through something and she just calls you out the blue, it's like, dang, mm-hmm. did my mom really know I was going through something. <laughs> so that's that's how my grandma is for me and my mom. So uh, she's always encouraging me and like I said, it's giving me just feeding me little knowledge, encouraging me to get in my Bible and stay on top of that, paying my tithes and stuff like that. So nice. All right. So Tatum's from Louisiana. You're from Mississippi. I'm from North Carolina. Jay's from Minnesota. Um, 
and you talk about your grandma. So you, you, you got to be honest with me, man. What's one meal that you miss from your grandma that you're not getting in Minnesota right now? Like, man. granted, the, the, the people upstairs do a great job. They do a great job. Shout I'm, out to Miss Page. Yeah, right. I mean, they put Tony Sachery's and Louisiana or Crystal Hot Sauce in there. Right. I mean, if I feel like I'm at home. I got it all. They, man, I wish they had someone up there. But I got to say, my grandma, she'll, she'll put it together. Some good fried chicken, <sighs> some pot pie, like collard greens, candy ants. She'll put vinegar in the, in the collard greens? No, she'll put like some pork in there. Fat. <laughs> fat back. <laughs> fat back. That's what it is. But yeah, she, she'll get it together, whip it up. and Nice. Cornbread. Ain't nothing like some good cornbread. So. A lot of people that I talk to who have moved here from down there, you know, they're like, oh, my family will never come during the winter. They'll never visit me during there. Has grandma said that yet? Because my grandma said that and then she did it. And I was like, well, see, it's not that bad once you're up here. Did she come in the summertime? She did not. She came oh, wow. around Christmas. She came like the week before Christmas. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I can encourage grandma to get up here, but. It's something about people from Mississippi. They don't like leaving. Mm-hmm. So it's... Uh, yeah, that, I get so it. So <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard for her to get up here. But if it's not one at a time, hopefully we can work it out where she can come up. But she's a big football watch, oh, like yeah, football she, fan, like loves to watch. You watch Sunday's game? Oh, yeah. She, she's going to always be watching that and, and cheering. And if she was in the stands, you could probably hear her. Uh, <laughs> but she, she's the type to cheer for everybody. And she's going to pray for everybody and encourage everybody to do good. So like my nice. Yeah. So. I know you said your, your mom's company is based out of Minnesota, right? So does your mom or your family, will they come up to Minnesota a lot just to get... Oh, yeah. My mom will get the chance to come up. Um, I think she's supposed to be coming up next week, so okay. uh, she'll get a chance to come up and uh, just see how I'm living a little bit and nice. and uh, check on her. You know, I'm a baby, so... <laughs> <laughs> You're the baby in the family? Uh, no, I got a younger brother. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, you got to gotcha. lead by example. Man, you've you been leading by example on the field, um, at least in the first, the first preseason game so far, so... Understanding where you were in the draft, I remember our first conversation there to the success, the early success you've had in preseason game number one. I know people say that oh, it's just a preseason game. How like what's been the biggest adjustment from then when we first talked until that first preseason game? And I guess now, too, man, I wouldn't say an adjustment. It's just been just staying the course and um, just just knowing um, like your words not in vain and just like just keep just keep going. But like I said, I've, I've been enjoying the process. I've been enjoying the grind and um, everything that's coming with it. So um, just want to take advantage of it. And I remember when I first talked to you, man, I was just grateful for the opportunity, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. grateful for the chance to be able to come to Minnesota. So um, with that, like, just continue to be grateful, man, and just... I don't know, man. Day by day. Yeah, no. yeah, day by day. It's just been a blessing, no, man. St- stacking good days is what I hear a lot of the players stacking say, which days. is good. Stacking good days. A lot of these veterans also talk about changing the playbook up with staff changes and how it's a lot of the same stuff they've been doing. It's just learning how to say it differently and mm-hmm. associating with it. And I see you kind of nodding your head in agreement there. What has that been like? Because, you know, you you obviously, this is your first NFL playbook. So it, is it almost like an advantage coming in that you are really starting with a fresh slate? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's just, like you said, learning new terminology and how people word things. But you know how people say at the end of the day, football is football. Yeah. It's just like, like you said, new terminology, different wordage. And um, so I, I was actually fortunate enough to have a lot of different coordinators going from Tennessee to North Carolina. So I was able to learn kind of quick and pick mm-hmm. up different systems. So it's been good. Uh, I've been I've enjoyed learning the playbook and... Um, they've been doing a good job of teaching it. So 
I'm just trying to take it all in and get it all down and know yeah. as much as I can. I heard that. We just finished, what, joint practice, day number two here, and um, going to preseason game number two, another opportunity to display your talents uh, on the biggest stage. What has this week of practice taught you, um, just being able to practice against some of those guys that you don't really see every day? Uh, it's been fun. Different competition, going against guys is not in the same color jersey as you. So um, it's been fun. Um, but this is the first time I really had a chance I was to gonna, do it. Yeah, because yeah. so, like, yeah. in college, it's not like you go against you like, oh, I'm just going to go against Alabama today at practice. Yeah, right. So it's it's been fun. It's been an experience. Um, some, like you say, you don't get to do it every day. So What's the biggest surprise you think when you do by doing these joint practices? What's the biggest thing you were like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that? Mm-hmm. Biggest surprise. I always kind of thought it was like how chippy everybody gets. I think it's just like, yeah, it is. A lot of testosterone on. Or it feels like a more game-like than you thought. Yeah, it is. It is uh, more game-like and just work in different situations. It, it does get kind of chippy. Um, it's but fun, though. It's to be expected. <laughs> and um, it is. It was It was fun. Um, a switch up, but uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like with these joint practices, <laughs> it's so... <laughs> As soon as you see like somebody get tackled out of bounds, oh yeah, everybody's like, on edge. Like, yeah. oh, oh, oh. like yeah. and like it happened. It happened early. I'm not gonna name names, but there was a play that um they got a little chippy, and it was like, all right, like football season is back. Yeah, like, did, right. you, did you have that feeling of like, right. yeah, we're here now? You definitely get that feeling like, oh, it's back. It's like on the pop of the pads <laughs> on. It's like. Mm-hmm. Like you said, everybody's on edge. Like, oh, was that too? You know? <laughs> so it what was. do you say? What do you? <laughs> <laughs> right. I just want to ask before we get out of here. Like, what what are your goals for this year? Because there's a lot of. I mean, there's a loaded running back room, and I know you know being in the NFL, special teams are going to play a factor. There's so many other things. So, like, what are your goals going into this year? Uh, my goals for this year is just to be able to execute in any position that I'm in, um, and just be there when my numbers call. Um, and uh, I just want to go out there and enjoy this moment, uh, enjoy this moment with these guys and learn as much as possible and uh, just have the ability to be able to execute uh, and produce when my name is called. Well, from what we can tell, it looks like you are making the most of your moments here and your opportunity here, and we wish you the best of luck this season. Can't wait to see you on Saturday, and um, and we appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Thank you all right, well, thanks to Ty Chandler for carving out some of his lunchtime <laughs> after practice to hang out with us. That was awesome. Training camp officially wrapped up today. The team off tomorrow before the first and only home preseason game of the year kicks off at 6 p.m. on Saturday. Then it's somewhat of a regular season game-like schedule for us before ending the preseason at Denver on August 27th. You can watch those preseason games on Fox 9 and, of course, stick with Vikings.com or the Vikings app for all behind-the-scenes content to get you ready for the season. We are 23 days away from the big season opener against the Packers in U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah. Who's counting? Andrew Booth number Who's days away. Andrew Booth number day. Your yeah. face when I said that. Did I did I surprise you? No, it's just today walking into work and knowing did, that. Did you get a panic attack? No, it was today. <laughs> well, that too. But today walking in and knowing that training camp's over. Yeah, how it's much? Over. How quickly did we? I blinked. We were looking for training camp, for the training camp, uh-huh. and now training camp's over. I'm so not, I don't feel like people are too mad about that, though. 
Listen, I feel I, like, like now I'm, I'm ready. not I mad just, about it <laughs> at all. Like I want to get to the season. <laughs> Me like, too. I'm so ready for, for sure. the season for sure. But that's the thing. Even with us having the 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 week one home game, we need that time because we want to put on the best show possible. Yeah. So we're looking forward to this Saturday. It's going to be amazing. Starting to show kind of everything, get that warm up rep for us uh, yeah. down at the stadium show. Nice. Training camp for our game press yeah, people too. I'm sure. excited for you guys. You, Arthur, uh, Jesse, Paige. There's so many people that are involved in our game day production and. I'm, I'm ex- I think that's honestly, I'll take that back. I'm excited to see our game day production team this upcoming Sunday. I know like the skull chant won't be as loud because this probably won't eh, sell out. No, I think it'll, I think it'll be like 66,000. I didn't but, think that we'd see these crowds at training camp like this, and they uh, have been coming so, out. Yeah, people, people are excited I mean, about this team. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited for Saturday. Jay, you just got me excited for Saturday. Like, there I'm, you go. I'm pumped now. Like, this is this is going to be. Once you're traveling all the time and it's just like so much going on and then you got training camp, you kind of forget that, hey, we got a home. We have a home stadium, too. We have the best fans in the NFL and the best game day experience. We just won an award for it in the NFL. So I'm excited for you guys. Jay. The best thing about it is just like with training camp, the best part, home cooking mm-hmm. and being able to be back in that building on Saturday night. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun dress rehearsal for everything that's going to happen on September 11th. But for all of us and the amount of time and effort we put into it, we really enjoy it. And we want to see the fans down there excited as we are. I have a feeling you will, and we cannot wait to see you guys back at the bank on Saturday against the 49ers. 